0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601 835 4336 or find us on the web at lintonglass.com.
2: Howdy, howdy, it's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Everyone, and welcome to Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, along with Rhino in the Element Wealth Studios, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this Hump Day. We are here. It is Hump Day, as Rhino so eloquently has proclaimed, and tomorrow is Palmer Home Radiothon Day. All day long. So. This could be the last day we see you with the uh, the present uh, hair situation, right?
2: I thought about that this morning in the shower because I've got a, a shower curtain with little pockets that I can keep stuff in, and I've got a pump shampoo bottle, and it's getting a little low. And I was thinking, oh, I need to get it. A- no, wait, I don't need to get any more. I'm not going to need a whole lot more. I, I have faith in the <laughs> donations to Palmer Home
3: from you that will ensure I get a haircut and a shave. I'm optimistic as well, by the way. Uh, We just have a great audience, a generous, charitable audience, and this is for a great cause. I mean, this is really a gem in Mississippi. The Palmer home is. We had Drake on yesterday discussing all the great things they got going on up there. For me, it's first time to be on site. Looking forward to that. Haven't been able to do that. Uh, the last couple of years, but we shall return. Looking forward to that. Our whole team headed up there, right? Oh yeah. Just pick us all up and go up to DeSoto County. No, it's going to be fun. Going to be fun. Uh, I'm going on. We're going on at nine o'clock tomorrow. A little extended middays. We got a four hour deal. I didn't check. Do I get overtime for that? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's going to be a good deal. We're looking forward to it. The, uh, the big news to kick off your morning is from the uh, Bureau of Labor, they have announced inflation, the CPI, as promised yesterday.
2: Worse in my lifetime.
3: Yeah, the Consumer Price Index for the month of June. Most economists were expecting 8.8%, which would have been... Been, would have been a relatively small 0.2% increase over the prior month of May. But nah, no, that gnarly inflation comes in at 9.1%. Yeah,
2: you look at the list of the predictions, and they vary from, I think the lowest I saw was 8.5. And then there were a couple that were bumping up right against 9 at 8.9. But it seems like everybody was scared to say 9.
3: Yeah that putting a nine-handle in the front there is a tough pill to swallow. So the Biden administration, of course, well, Joe Biden, he's over in the Middle East. He has landed, wanted to let everyone know he is on the ground, landed safely. By the way, the White House, his inner circle, there's doctors have requested and instructed him not to shake hands. You heard that? Now, they had a picnic last night on the White House lawn. And what was he doing? Shaking hands. He goes across the pond to the Middle East. Don't shake hands, mister President. So I <laughs> I caught a little of the live feed this morning and he was uh he was fist bumping. <laughs> I kid you not.
2: Well, <laughs> did you see where his latest gaffe is just a national embarrassment? Which one? The honor
0: of the Holocaust.
2: Say what? Here, I'll play it for you.
0: I will once more return to the hollow ground of Yad Vashem to honor six million Jewish lives who were stolen in the genocide and continue, which we must do every, every day, continue to bear witness. To keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust. Horror of the hol- Holocaust. To keep alive the truth
2: and honor of the Holocaust. The
3: honor? Is he kidding me? Come on. It, it, this has got to stop. This has got to stop. So he got, by the way, he is still insisting he's running for re-election and really gets incensed at any mention of the prospect of the party getting behind and promoting a different candidate on the Democrat ticket and not being all in for him. I mean traditionally you've got a president serving the first term, you're all in for them in the second term. I mean that's the which is the max under our present law. But in this case Lots of uh, chink in the armor there where high-ranking, high-level Democrats, pundits, candidates, elected leaders are not so sure about that. So recent polls, I found this very fascinating. Recent polls suggested 64% of registered Democrats do not want the president to be the nominee for the Democrat uh, presidential candidate. A little bit surprising, but not entirely. They want somebody different. Now, this is what was really fascinating, and I can't remember the polling organization off the top of my head, but I saw the story, read it. In a head-to-head match with former President Trump in 2024, Joe Biden, the Democrat side as the nominee President Trump as the Republican. 92% of Democrats say they're in for Biden. I mean, there's just that much disdain and contempt for President Trump. Now, that should be of concern, I believe, if you think about general sentiment of uh, folks not being happy (laughs) with the present president. Definitely has to wait the calculation if you're applying game theory agree so it's just it's the personality I think of Donald Trump. It's like no matter how bad things are, no way no how as a Democrat I'm speaking as a Democrat here trying to kind of understand their thought process as to why this poll was so skewed ninety two percent meaning because you've seen lots of interviews over the last couple of weeks. Lots of interviews with Democrats who said, yes, I'm a Democrat. Yes, I voted for Joe Biden. He got to go. He's killing us. I mean, across the board, across the demographics, too. Doesn't matter. Well,
2: I mean, look at the coalition of promises he made on the campaign trail that he had no intention of ever coming true on. No doubt. I mean, for the covidians out there that are still wanting a four month lockdown so we can get rid of covid forever because they're just freaking crazy. He didn't shut down the virus, so they're upset with him. Right. Student loan holders. I thought you were going to give us some forgiveness here, guy. Come on, burn bros, man. We need some forgiveness for our student loans, dude. So they're upset. Yeah. You can just go down the list of all of his failures or promises he made to his constituents
3: on the campaign trail. Which is, again, why I say it is not a good idea for a presidential candidate to make these promises as if they're just absolute contractual guaranteed obligations. You put me in the White House, I'm going to get this done. And I'm speaking on both sides of the aisle here. It doesn't matter. Again, I, I cannot help but recall candidate Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz. If you ever, if you paid attention back then to the campaign when he was still a candidate before, Uh, Donald Trump took the primary, but leading up to that, every single campaign speech Senator Ted Cruz made, every single one, he virtually began those speeches with, I'm going to repeal every single word of Obamacare, and guess what, Senator, if you got elected, no you weren't, because you can't, Our, our laws don't allow that, our system doesn't allow that, you can't repeal a massive piece of legislation like that simply as the president. You can work around the edges a little bit with the executive orders, and heck, now the Supreme Court, I think they've diluted that somewhat with this recent EPA versus West Virginia uh, decision. But but I just use that as an example, and I understand. The goal is to get elected, and people would just absolutely fawn all over that that fiery red, yes, get rid of that Obamacare, go Ted. Except he never would say. Uh, except I really, I really can't do that. But I promise you, I am. But I can't really do it. That's what I'm saying. And so it, this is what happens. Inevitably, you're disappointed. Inevitably
2: double-edged sword part of it, though, is Democrats tend to be the ones that want knee-jerk reactions to everything, and everything has to be now, 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 me, me, me.
3: No doubt so about it. So broken promises
2: on the campaign trail tend to bite them in the butt quickly.
3: No doubt about it. So at least in the case of Cruz, he's trying to tear down party government, but in the case of the Democrats, he's trying to create more government, and that's the deal. We're going to take a break right here. When we come back in the Element Well Studios, Patrick Sullivan, president of the Mississippi Energy Institute. Stay with us.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 70% chance of rain, mostly sunny conditions, high near 95. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 73. Thursday, a 60% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 89. And a look to finally Friday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 91. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
5: Why did it only take
6: 3.8 seconds to get President Reagan in the limo and 4.2 seconds to get John Hinckley restrained? Proper instruction, training, and practice. The detail had practiced that hundreds of times. I'm Larry Rowlett, new owner of Boondocks FTA. I'm a retired special agent in charge of President Ronald Reagan's protective division. I purchased Boondocks for the purpose of making you and your family confident, knowledgeable, and skillful in the use of firearms. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or BoondocksFTA.com.
4: ESI Supply.net It's not if you're gonna have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESI Supply.net pads by the bundle or roll. ESI Supply.net Sockneck boom products, oil gator, oil dry spill kits, and much more. ESI Supply.net Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net.
8: Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to two men and a truck, Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twominuitatruck.com for a free
9: no-obligation estimate.
10: We're here with a special invitation to join us weekday mornings 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super truck Jackson 97.3
0: talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's get on with it. On Super Talk Mississippi.
3: The Beatles bumping into this segment here on midday's in the Element Wealth Studios. We thank you so much for joining us in the studios now, Patrick Sullivan, the president of the Mississippi Energy Institute. Patrick, thanks for coming in.
11: Oh, good morning. It's good to be in the AC this morning.
3: Yeah, exactly. A little hot out there. Going to going to get on up there again uh, today, and of course uh, that's all relevant to our conversation because that generally means we're consuming more electricity. And uh the electricity rates are up somewhat. I got my bill a couple of weeks ago. I think yeah, I think it's the highest I've ever had in my thirteen years of of the present home I live in. But that is that a trend? What what can we expect? Well, it's painful.
11: It's painful on all of us and everybody out there and it's not just electricity, it's it's gasoline. yeah, uh, you know, I know a few times recently I've set personal records at the gas pump. I drive an F one fifty, I have a big tank. Ooh. But uh You know, $140 to fill up, and Mm. uh, we're going to start seeing it in natural gas prices as we get into the cool season and uh, seeing it in electricity, as you said. And, you know, I think about the – and we may have some listeners out there now – how many people in Mississippi, you know, commute from McGee to work in Jackson or Brookhaven to work in Jackson. Uh, And you think about the impact of the thousands and thousands of people who drive 30 miles – one way to work or more every day and, and how that's impacting that household budget. Uh, it's painful, and it is a it is important for us while we're in this situation, while we're not going to get out of it overnight, to understand why we got into
3: it. It's a good point because it, it uh, it's always occurred to me that in, in Mississippi, uh, we, we generally do commute a fair amount. A lot of workers do, at least, as you say. There are workers that, uh, that come, for example, here to central Mississippi, that may work at Nissan or, or uh, other facilities, other operations, and they and they travel hour a day uh, on the roads, and that used to be kind of a uh, an affordable expense, and now that's become a major issue in the right. house. It's just uh, I looked at the data just the other
11: day. Uh, Mississippi, on average uh, per capita, drives more than about any other state in the nation. Okay. And for us, it's a it's a work issue, it's a quality of life issue. You know, a lot of us have places on the weekends where yeah. we go hunt and, and things it's a getting in the car and going to the beach uh issue and uh it's just it boils down to, to, to quality of life but uh you know when you when we see you know prices you know having to pay double what we were just a year or two ago uh i think we should ask you know what happened how do we get here and, and public policy is a big big part of it. it's not all of it you know there's a there's a war in, in Russia and Ukraine right now, there's uh, financial markets have uh, an impact on that, but public policy is really important, and when you have a, a, a presidential administration who campaigns on the fact that they're going to uh, stop all new development of oil and gas production, we need to understand what the impact of that's going to be, and we're seeing it right yeah. now.
3: Not just Suffering all new, but I mean, he announced on the campaign, we played the, the uh, audio here on the program yes, I'm going to end fossil fuels. I mean, I'm, put, I'm putting the industry out of business, and he's made that very clear, and I think to a great extent that's just trying to appease those who who want to see that happen, you know, that uh, most of which, of course, are in his party. But uh, let's get into this a little bit, because everybody, I think, uh, can point to what they believe is the reason we're experiencing this, these extremely uh, high, unprecedented high prices at the pump, Refining capacity is something that uh, I've done a little bit of uh, homework on. I'm trying to understand what in the world is going on in this country. How has that changed, say, pre-pandemic, when we had $2 gas, to now? uh, And yet the refinery operations are saying we're running at 95%, essentially, so we can't refine any more than we are now. And that seems like that's going to continue to be a bottleneck no, ma- no matter how much more crude oil we produce. Yeah, you know, it,
11: it turns out that the, the very first thing that we learned in that high school economics class, uh, the relationship between supply <laughs> and demand and price, it turns out to be true. And so what happened, uh, if you go back, you know, about 15 years uh, through new discoveries, we started producing more oil and gas in the U.S. And so supply went up, and, the, and really, right. supply went up so fast. That the price collapsed, uh, so the industry was a victim of, of its own success, and so there was a there was a period there for a few years where of hard times, low prices, a lot of losses, and not profits uh, in the industry. But from the consumer standpoint, it was ideal because that's what we want, right? We want low energy prices when we go to the gas pump or pay the electricity bill. And so what happened? Supply went up, price went down, and then coming out of the pandemic. Demand went up, right? A lot of pent-up demand. Supply went down about the time the Biden administration came right. in, right? And now here we see what's happening with price, and so, uh, and there's uh, I'm oversimplifying it. There's a, there's a lot of variables yeah. and global issues, but it is supply demand relationship, and uh, you know that we were producing about in the U S. in 5 we were producing about five million barrels a day in the U S. of oil. Uh, that got up to about 13 million barrels a day in 2018. Now we're back down uh, to you know a little over 11. Uh, but the problem with that is demand is higher now than it was. 18,
3: 19 million a day.
11: And and you know I never thought I would see this, but we have a White House who's calling on OPEC to pretty to to increase production, we're calling on Brazil and Venezuela to increase production rather than opt. For policies that encourage production in the u s we we the, I think a lot of people think about the oil industry as the major oil companies like exxon and chevron and and those are those are great companies, but eighty percent of of the oil and gas produced in the u s are over eighty percent is from independent companies uh these are family mostly family family companies you know right. people we know uh that own these companies or work for these companies or, or you know or vendors or suppliers for these companies. Uh, I mean these are these are American uh, American jobs and I look at it you kind of look at the wage data and the and the and the types of of jobs that are produced in this sector and, and they're just irreplaceable you know right. you, you average out at you know, 70 eighty thousand dollars a year uh, if you look at the commuter data as, as we referenced earlier there's uh, you go into counties in South Mississippi it's not Uncommon in almost any county is going to have a hundred or two hundred guys who are working offshore, or yeah. uh, working onshore in another part of the country, coming back. You're bringing that eighty thousand dollar wage, and it's just not irre- you just you just can't replace that with a job with a job locally. We'd like to, but you can't. And uh, you know, think about uh, especially in those situations where that that person you know their highest level of education is a, is a high school diploma. They're great at what they do. Uh, but they can't uh, – you just can't replace that kind of opportunity with, with work back home, and, and that's ideal for for Mississippi. Yeah.
3: Where do you see it going? I mean, I think everybody's waiting for uh, some relief, and, and I, I think there's widespread view that if we just change uh, the political leaders, that we'll see some sort of immediate relief at, in uh, energy prices.
11: Uh, unfortunately, there's not a – there's not a faucet uh, that you can just simply uh, turn on anywhere. Uh, you know, and, and in my opinion, we don't want to be dependent on OPEC. We were you know, years and years ago, uh, or you know, 15 years ago or so, and, and we didn't like it then. I don't know why we want that now. And uh, so I think it's, it goes back to the lesson of – understanding why we got here uh, and the right energy policy for these is, is policies that encourage access and production-hmm um, you know we've got uh, you know offshore production exploration opportunities uh, that that the president and this administration has have refused uh, to open up um, you know there's pipeline projects that they've uh you know, uh, thwarted. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think also important to me, it's not just oil and gas. I mean, all this stuff works as a system. We talk about the electricity sector. In, in Mississippi, and in a lot of states, uh, a good bit more than half of our electricity is generated from natural gas. But we've got a, a you know, Grand Gulf nuclear station over on the river. That's probably the cheapest source of generation mm-hmm. in Mississippi today. Uh, that doesn't have a life, an infinite life. Uh, and so uh, now we've started to add... Uh, some utility scale solar facilities. Uh, it's important to realize how these work together as a system. They're not independent; they don't compete with each, but they come together as a system. And so, when you get situations like we have now, where you have high natural gas prices, you're not entirely dependent on one fuel source. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, what, where we made mistakes, and if there's any consolation here, it's that. We do it better in Mississippi than most other places. I mean, just go look at Europe and what's happening in Europe right now. Yeah. Go look at California. Uh, they are having not only price issues and way above what we're paying here, but reliability
3: issues. Mm-hmm.
11: Uh, and the reason they're, th- that's happening is because they've cut off – they decided years ago to cut off certain, so- certain sources of energy.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and it looks like there's a move to do that even further, so we'll see where it all goes. Patrick, we appreciate you coming on. Very informative. Thanks a lot. Yeah, good to see you. Patrick Sullivan, president of the Mississippi Energy Institute, has been our guest here on Middays. We'll take a break. Come right back.
14: The heat is on at Mazda of Jackson during our Sizzling Summer Sell Down. That's right. All summer long, the temperature is hot, and so are the deals on every Mazda in stock. It's time to transcend the ordinary with a new Mazda CX5 and CX9 with 1.9% financing for 36 months. That's right. 1.9% APR for 36 months on 2022 Mazda CX5s and CX9s, which will save you thousands in finance charges. Buy a new Mazda, and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Shop right now at MazdaofJackson.com. It's our mission to give you great deals while treating you like family every single day. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda Jackson. Our incredible credit team will work hard to get you approved. 100% credit approval is always our number one goal. Bring in your trade, and we'll give you top dollar for it. Come take advantage of these scorching deals because the heat is on. At Mazda Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Visit our state-of-the-art facility located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991- 2222 today. Mazdojackson.com. See you for details with proof credit
16: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Inflation continues to rise, driven by another surge in oil prices. According to data released this morning by the Labor Department, the Consumer Price Index rose 1.3% in June. That puts inflation at 9.1%, the highest rate since November of 1981. The Federal Reserve plans to take all necessary measures to bring inflation under control, and that'll probably include more interest rate high- Political analyst and attorney Mitch Tiner believes raising rates while printing more money makes no sense. It's just so counterproductive uh, to, to be going in there and printing all this money. You know, it's scary to me
5: that we don't live off of the taxes collected.
16: Food is up ten percent, energy forty one percent, gas close to sixty percent compared to last year. Prices on all items are up nine point one percent on average.
0: Here in Seaspire Country, the best network anywhere is all around you.
17: It's up on our towers where blazing fast 5G is turning your smartphone into a super phone.
0: It's under your feet where we lay gigabit fiber to make the internet faster than you've ever seen. It's powering your phones, feeds, tablets, TVs and businesses. So now the best technology anywhere is right here. Welcome to Seaspire Country. It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps ahead. Middays with Gerard Gibbons. Welcome, welcome to our shop on Super Talk, Mississippi. Okay now you have a good one
19: Young teacher, the subject of schoolgirl fantasy. She wants you so badly. Knows what she wants to be. Inside her, there's longing. This girl's an open page. But Mark, she's so close now. This girl is
20: half his Don't stand. Don't stand so. Don't stand
3: so close. The police. Don't stand. I mean I am in the band <laughs> We are back. In the Element Wealth Studios.
2: In retrospect, they did have some creepier songs. No doubt. Don't Stand So Close to Me. Yeah. Every Breath You Take.
3: wrap yeah. right around your finger. That was just the genre of the day, <laughs> it seems like, huh? What was his name? Sting. Sting, Sting, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't Not to remember. be confused with the wrestler. Right, correct. Thank you.
2: All right, Which so. Which, if you want to go down a weird Sting rabbit hole, the musician. Yeah. He has an entire album of 16th century lyre lute music that huh? made.
3: Sting? Yeah. Okay. That's weird. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, the Palmer Home uh, auction? Where are we? I think it's I the silent auction. I believe it's, it's up, up and going. Well, that's what I'm told. Supertalk.fm slash Palmer Home. That's where you can find them and start your bidding now supertalk.fm slash Palmer Uh this is what I'm told we got I haven't, I haven't yeah, logged you, in yet when you type that you in
2: you get the splash page with the picture from the radiothon and then there's a little red button there it says browse radiothon auction items click on that button and you will take it to the bids
3: now I see we have an Ole Miss football helmet signed by the 1970 team which included Archie Manning a yellow gold diamond earrings A pair of those donated by Stone's Jewelry in Tupelo, where we do a remote. Stainless steel fish fryer donated by Farm Bureau. DeWalt pressure washer donated by Ace Bolt and Screw. I saw that. It was down the hall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Guided crappie fishing trip donated by PTG Outdoors and Brandon Upchurch. Damascus brisket knife and wooden case. Donated by Brian Easterling and many more items. Pretty good lineup
2: there. That knife's really cool, and it's made by a Forged in Fire winner.
3: Oh, very cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all out there, folks, uh, once again, the site supertalk.fm slash palmerhome. The silent auction is alive, ready for you to place your bids. We need your money, because Rhino needs a haircut. In a shave. shave. <laughs> Absolutely. So we were just talking about the doggone inflation at 9.1%. I'll
2: say it again. Worst in my lifetime.
3: 41 years, to be exact, is what the Bureau of Labor Statistics is reporting. The markets expected 8.8. And they didn't like the reading they promptly went from green to red and when when the announcement was made the futures were in this is before the market opened the futures were in the green everybody was feeling not not a big bump in the green but feeling pretty decent kind of baked in and then the report hit and the investment community promptly took the flight to safety as they say out of equities uh The 10-year yield, interestingly enough, down today, once again, under 30, I mean, excuse me, 3%, down to 2.9. The Dow presently down 248, the S&P 2317, and the NASDAQ now down 36. So, and the NASDAQ's been in the green some even after the market opened. The Dow has not. It's been steadily in the red, so we... Shall see where all that goes. In the meantime, the president, he is across the pond in the Middle East. Rhino's already shared some video for you this morning, some audio. Once again, he is gaffed. What'd he say? Honor the Holocaust victims or honor the Holocaust? To keep alive the... Well, I'll play it for you again. Yeah, do I'm it again. It quick. It's, it's worth it. Do it again.
2: Because it's... Like It's one thing to try to make excuses for him with a teleprompter, but he's, he's not even using a teleprompter. He's got the speech in front of him. He could have at least looked over it. Oh, he's got the note cards. Yeah, he's cheat looking sheet. down at his cheat sheet.
0: I will once more return to the hollow ground of Yad Shavim Vashem mm. to honor six million Jewish lives who were stolen in the genocide and continue, which we must do every, every day, continue to bear witness. Keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust,
3: horror of the Holocaust. Unbelievable. Honor of the Holocaust. Golly. Do you think somebody tells him when he does that? Because I don't honestly think he knows. Does somebody pull him aside and say, hey, sir, this is what you said, this is what you're supposed to say? I mean, you learn from making mistakes like that, right? You hope to correct them.
2: Uh, but then again, it could be argued he doesn't know where he is, because this is him stepping off the plane. Well, now I won't play. What did he do? He's he's basically saying, uh, where am
3: I now? you got to be kidding me. No. You okay. can read the lips and go. see
21: it.
3: What am I doing now? What am I doing now? I heard it. You literally just oh, got off the plane, geez. dude. Man, man, oh man, that's just scary. It really is. So he's he's planning to visit with those wily Saudi Arabians, trying to press them to produce more oil. I got a suggestion. Head on down to the Permian Basin in Texas and do that. What's wrong with U.S. oil companies? I, I think they could help. No, can't do that, right? Cannot do that. Climate change. So we go to Saudi Arabia. I guess no no emissions from the production of oil that comes from Saudi Arabia. Is that how it works? Just like magic oil? Oh, we've offended somebody.
2: What happened? Stop acting like he didn't correct it. He said honor. But when you stop playing it, it's corrected. And he said horror. <laughs> the dude's the leader of the free world, and he can't read... Basic English. He's not having to even cite. Re- he's not having to memorize it. He's not having to recite it. He's literally reading, and he can't even do that properly. And it would be different if it was in America, and he made the gaffe about the Holocaust. But he's in freaking Israel!
3: I, I'm going to add to that, uh, and Ronald's right. I'm I'm going to add to that. And, I, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I think it would be different... If this were a rare occurrence, it is constant. It is virtually every time he speaks. It is why he's only done two that I can think of, that I can recall, press conferences this year. Where he literally interacts with the press directly. I can only think of two. I could be wrong. It ain't many. Know that. So that's the difference.
2: And the only retort from the listener is, that's beside the point, y'all are a joke. We're a joke. <laughs> Glad we can make you laugh, but you know there's two knobs on your radio. You can turn either one. You won't have to worry about it anymore.
3: We're a joke. Uh, but the, the the president, he's not a joke, right? Right. <laughs> Defend him at all costs. Uh, that's why he's got a favorability rating of below 40%, about 36% right now. And that's in... A year and a half of being in office—that's what's unprecedented about it.
2: Not to get off into the whataboutism too much, but could you imagine if Donald Trump had said honor the Holocaust in Israel?
3: No, I can imagine. It'd be twenty-four-seven. It. No every single news station talking about how Trump is anti-Semitic. Yeah, that's that is exactly. You're right about that. That's how they'd spin it. Xenophobic. He—that's how they'd they'd spin it. There's no doubt. Uh, you know, I, I'm just going to say it again. It's If it's a rare occurrence, we all make mistakes. When you're speaking in public, you're subject to making a mistake. No doubt about it. You're going to make them. Let's just go ahead and say that. But when it's virtually every single time, like clockwork, you can expect it. That's different. That's a problem. And... Honestly, it's unacceptable. It's not acceptable. You got to be careful. And it does call into question when as Rhino says when you're reading, and you certainly can make an error when you're reading, but you've gotta have the ability to focus. You just do and to and to make sure you recite those words correctly. I've messed that up here doing that reading. But about nine times out of ten when we read, we get it right. This guy, it's maybe one time out of ten. That's the difference. And if he's not, if he's speaking and it's not from prepared notes, it's like zero out of ten he gets it right. That's the, I think that's the difference. And that we should expect more. This guy's been a politician who were supposed to be the best at that public address work. But he's not. That's the problem. That's why we're calling it out. But Aretha Franklin is bumping us out of this segment. We're going to come back with more on Middays at 11.05 after the break. Christina Dent and Brett Monique from End It For Good. Stay with us.
22: Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you.
19: Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you.
20: Are you tired
7: of being tracked online? There's a simple
20: solution. DuckDuckGo.
7: It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified.
5: This is the opening agri market report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was down 378 to 8706. March cotton was down 352 to 8316. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade, August soybeans were down 3 quarters to 1467 and a half per bushel. September soybeans were down 3 and a quarter to 1359 and a quarter per bushel. December corn was up 11 and a quarter to 597 and 3 quarters per bushel. March corn was up 11 cents to 604 per bushel. At the Mercantile, August live cattle was down 12 to 136.55. October live cattle were down 25 to 141.02. August feeders down 25 to 179.32. September feeders up 7 cents to 181.60. And at the open, the Dow Jones down 305 points, 30,677. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network.
6: so good you can almost taste it. Like Bluebell strawberry lemonade ice cream. Delicious strawberry ice cream swirled with lemonade sherbet and sprinkled with lemon-flavored flakes. It's better than you can imagine.
23: The good old days are being made
7: right nice.
15: At your local grocer and pick up your favorite flavor today.
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on ninety seven point three FM, Super Talk Mississippi.
10: (laughs) Properly set all controls
0: before recording. All systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Midday's with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. On the C-Spire text line, I just saw one of the biggest bald eagles I've ever seen in Rose Hill, Mississippi. Even bigger than the ones I saw in Alaska. Very exciting. That's pretty cool. Thanks for telling us about that. Thank God we don't have to hear Matthew's ego. Who's that?
2: I think that's somebody that's excited we're having an extended show tomorrow.
3: Oh. Okay. What is the total inflation rate since Biden took office? Well, it's it's not really measured that way. It's not accumulated that way. It's um it's annualized and so the present annual rate of inflation is 9.1% and it's been re- it gets reported monthly. And since he took office, it has steadily climbed to that rate. And that rate, by the way, is uh, a year-over-year year measurement is the way that works. So, and keep in mind that the CPI computation is, is quite dated. And uh, there are a lot of economists that are calling for an update to the computation methodology and the formula whether or not we'll get that, I don't know. Because most people would say, 9.1%, all the stuff I'm buying all costs a lot more than that. And by the way, the the CPI does include food and energy. There, there's kind of a misconception about that. A lot of people think, oh, yeah, but that doesn't include food and energy. Well, the CPI does. The core CPI does not. It excludes it. It's 6.1%. The Biden administration, of course, is spinning... This news today saying, well, that's as of the end of June, and the price of gas has declined since then, fuel, energy. There's truth in that. It has. Uh, And so we'll get another reading in August for July, but the bottom line is we spent that money in June. It was higher based on that measurement during the period that that measurement was taken, But this whole price of of, uh, gas, oil, as Patrick Sullivan, president of the Mississippi Energy Institute, suggested, it's just simple supply and demand. And there are a lot of factors that are in play with respect to supply and demand. Right now, there is some degree of excess demand just because we're all getting back, we're all traveling, we're trying to... Appease our our fetish and our desire to get out, get away, having been locked up. And I mean, that's just a phenomenon that's happening across the country. So yeah, that that spurs demand. And then you got on the supply side, you got producers who, to a great extent, shut down, dramatically reduced production from a uh, exploration and extraction perspective of crude oil and also from a refining perspective because the government shut everything down that's what we got to keep in mind the government state local level across this country shut down the economy and so these companies said well we got no demand we have to recall just a short two years ago we had barges full of crude oil come get it We'll pay you to come get it. Remember that? It N- went negative. It went from negative, what, 20, 30 bucks, I think, was the lowest on one day, somewhere in there. Yeah, per barrel. Right, per barrel. To to now where we are at roughly $100 a barrel. In a short two years. That's how fast the environment, the dynamics changed But I still point out that this refining capacity deal is kind of weird, and with respect to energy independence, we're consuming 18, 19 million barrels a day. We produce that much, but we still ship, this is what's fascinating about this, we still ship about 7 million barrels overseas, and we import about 7 million barrels. And it all has to do with where it can be refined and where the refining capacity is. So we produce enough to satisfy our demand, but we don't refine it all here. It's, it's interesting because it truly is a global market that has to be kept in, in mind. And I agree with Patrick. It doesn't make any sense for us to go pleading for more crude oil from Saudi Arabia. But I'm still, from a long-term perspective, concerned about refining capacity when we're not building any new refineries and apparently cost about $10 billion in 10 years to get your money back on it. And when you've got a government saying, we're getting out of the fossil fuels business, nobody's going to take that risk. Therefore, we're stuck with um, the capacity we have at this point. It's interesting. We're going to step aside for a break. Super Talk News, Fox News coming your way. Christina Dent, founder and president of End It For Good. And Brett Montague, the CEO of End It For Good. We're going to be talking about their upcoming Ignite Hope event solutions for the drug crisis. Stay with us.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090.
23: News. I'm Lillian Wu. Americans continue feeling the squeeze at the cash register as an inflation measure hits a new 40-year high, up 9.1% in June.
8: Food at the grocery stores up across the board 12.2% over a year ago. And many in the food business, they don't expect prices to come down anytime soon because energy prices are high, labor remains expensive.
23: Fox's Lydia Wu and a tragic end in the search for a missing Indiana family. The
16: bodies of three young children and an adult adult man have been found in a pond in Indianapolis along with a car matching the description of Kyle Mormons who has been missing for a week. The Indianapolis Star reports that the Marion County Coroner's Office says it's working to positively identify them but signs point to them being Mormon and his three children ages five, two, and one.
23: Fox's Tanya J. Powers. America's listening to Fox News.
24: Here's the story about one of my favorite customers. Tell me, John. Well, I greeted him, of course, as he came in Junikers and said he was looking for something very special for his wife. Mm -hmm. So I shared with him some of our latest collections, and he selected a gorgeous diamond bracelet. It was an exquisite choice. I knew his wife would love. So, of course, I had to ask, what's the occasion? Is this her anniversary, her birthday? (laughs) He just smiled and said, it's Thursday. So just because? Just because. A Good man. Wise man. You see, when it comes to expressing your love, he knew the right time is now. At Juniker Jewelry Company, love is what we do. We're Mississippi's direct diamond importer. With ten times the diamonds, engagement rings, and fine designer jewelry, you'll see in average jewelry stores.
20: All at the guaranteed best prices in the state. And where every day is Thursday. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer, 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison,
4: and junikerjewelry.com.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. It's been five days since Old Miss student Jimmy Lee, better known as Jay Lee, has gone missing and officials are still asking for the public's help. Lee was last seen leaving the campus walks apartments Friday around 6 a.m. His vehicle has since been recovered, but no sign of Lee has been found. A 40-year-old Biloxi man has been sentenced to 22 years in prison after pleading guilty to getting a 13-year-old girl pregnant. Antonio Owens pled guilty after admitting to the girl's mother that he was the father. He's being held without the possibility of parole or early release. A majority of voters in Clinton have approved a 2% restaurant tax. It'll be added to the 7% state sales tax already in place. This happened during a special election on Tuesday. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm.
13: The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. If you're not sure what that means for you, did you know our farmer members grow the safest and cleanest food supply in the world on 35,000 farms across the state? Our work truly does fuel the world. We are more than agriculture. We are what's best for all Mississippi. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. Become a member today at msfb.org.
16: Now that Roe versus Wade is overturned, state leaders are focusing on ways to improve services for Mississippi mothers and their babies. Representative Becky Curry says at one time, county health departments offered a variety of services. So she believes the infrastructure is already there for future needs. We just need to make sure one day, two days a week, we've got a nurse practitioner there that's going to be able to hand out birth control because if, if, if we don't hand it out, uh, there are going to be a lot of unwanted babies. Curry admits a lot of local health departments fell prey to past budget cuts. We have our budget in order now. We, we did what we intended to do. What we did not intend to do was for the health department to pick those local community health departments to cut their budgets, which is unfortunately what's happened. So, you know, I, I think this would be the first ship that's easily turned around. I'm Kelly Bennett.
0: Supertalk.fm. Supertalk.fm. Your one stop for all the news that matters in the Magnolia State. Supertalk.fm. Everything you need to know at your fingertips. Supertalk.fm.
25: Join Mississippi's handyman, Buddy Slowick, every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation Studio. Contact MCEF today. Leading the way in training, credentials, and job placement.
13: How has Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation impacted your life over the last 100 years? Connecting the state through broadband service, protecting your private property, great insurance, member benefits saving your hard-earned income, and oh yes, our farms grow the cleanest and safest food in the world. Agriculture and so much more. We're what's best for all Mississippi. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and farm bureau. Become a member today at MSFB.org.
7: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. And, and now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like to listen to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Back in the Element Wealth Studios on this. day? The day before the Palmer Home Radiothon. Got to keep reminding folks of that. The auction is up at supertalk.fm slash Palmer Home. Ready to receive your bids for many of the fabulous items that we got out there on the auction. And we need it so we can cut rhino's hair and beard off tomorrow. That's the most important thing. Right. All right. Joining us in the Element Well studios, Christina Dent, founder and president of End It For Good, and Brett Montague. Brett Montague, pardon me, Brett, CEO of End It For Good. You guys got this Ignite Hope event coming up. That's what we wanted to uh, talk about today. Tell us about that. Uh, first, Brett, if you don't mind. Tell our audience, remind our audience what the End It For Good organization's mission is, what you're all about, what you do.
17: Yeah, thanks, Gerard. Thanks for having us on our show, too. And uh, don't worry about the the, uh, faux pas on the last name. I've been (laughs) called a lot worse. Uh, But um, so End It For Good is a uh, grassroots organization in Mississippi uh, that invites people to support approaches to drugs, that prioritize life and the opportunity to thrive, so through our various programs that basically boil down to uh, storytelling, community education, and adv- advocacy. We help people see that if we address drugs as a health issue, that we could dramatically d- decrease crime, reduce overdose death rates, um, restore broken families, and minimize preventable incarcerations. Gotcha. All right. So tell us about the Ignite Hope event coming up. Christina?
8: So, tomorrow night at St. James Episcopal Church in Jackson, it's a free event, open to anyone. You can go to enditforgood.com slash events and sign up. Join us tomorrow night. Um, and it is a invitation for people to come. It's a two hour event. I'll lead about a 30 minute presentation. When you think presentation, you think boring. This is not it. It's a very (laughs) fast paced, engaging, lots of different visuals to get us thinking about the root causes of harm from drugs and options for solutions that actually reduce harm, like Brett was talking about. This is our 29th community discussion in Mississippi. This month is actually the five-year anniversary of the very oh, wow. first time I ever hosted a discussion. Back then, I had never even thought about starting a nonprofit or anything. I just wanted to get some people together to talk about solutions to a problem that I saw as a foster parent um, and wanted to see, you know, are, are other people in Mississippi open to, to rethinking what we're doing with drugs? And that ended up growing into bigger and bigger discussions in other parts of the state and now a nonprofit. And, We just hired our fifth team member, so it's continuing to grow, and people, Mississippians, are interested in alternatives, and that's what we're going to talk about um, tomorrow night at St. James and invite anyone who wants to come to come and join us and be part of that.
3: How are we doing from a policy perspective in Mississippi? Have we made some strides? Have we made some, uh, some positive advances along those lines?
17: Yes I I believe that we have Gerard that's a that's a very good question um as as you know um in 2020, there was a ballot initiative, you know, to um, uh, set up a, a medical marijuana program because of some technicalities around the constitution uh, that that got reversed, but it got through the state legislature last year. So our legislators, uh, they are uh, doing their part, putting their front foot forward um, in order to reduce harm around drugs. Of course, you know, every, everybody knows the first frontier, on um you know the decriminalization or legalization movement has been has been marijuana we, um and that that program got passed through the state legislature uh, at the end of end of the session uh recently, there was a very very good article by spence Flatgard in Mississippi lawyer highlighting that medical marijuana program. Uh, we will see. We will see how that goes. But um, y- y- you know, it's it's good that patients across Mississippi um, are finally getting access to uh, to the medicine that they need in order to uh, reduce their pain and trauma, and, and in order to uh, rebuild rebuild their lives. Um, I don't. I don't know if you know uh, Angie Calhoun or not, but uh, she yeah. uh, she's from Madison has. Um, a, a Mississippi citizen, Patients Alliance, uh, and 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 the story of her and her son with his illness and having to leave our state um, and um, you, you know move out of state so that he could uh, lead a productive life. Um, was unfortunate for their family, but you know she was a pivotal player in getting that law passed. That law is now passed, and her son is back here in our state, and he is working and living, and uh, their family is back together. And that's what we want for families. Yeah,
3: totally understand. What about at the federal level, Christine? Are, are we? Are there some efforts there? Are there some policy? policies that your organization and maybe national organizations that are involved in in the, in the same advocacy are are promoting or pushing
8: yeah, so Brett and I were actually just in Washington, D.C. as part of um, the Cannabis Freedom Alliance, and of for Good is part of that. Americans for Prosperity is also part of that. Um, and it's a group of uh, more free market organizations, conservative organizations, that want to see the federal prohibition on cannabis lifted, to send it back to the states, let states make, states make their own laws related to that. And we see that as a really positive move forward. Right now, there's a lot of... Um, chaos that comes from having something prohibited at a federal level but legal at a state level and what do law enforcement do with that and there's lots of problems with banking it has to be a cash based industry which incentivizes crime because you've got all these dispensaries with cash and um so we we definitely think you know whether or not we always think about it as whether or not we want people using marijuana you know i don't have any interest in using marijuana personally um but what's the best way to handle marijuana in a way that reduces harm to people? Um, and we see the prohibition of it as not not stopping very many people from using it. Almost fifty percent of citizens have used marijuana, um, but rather it just creates all of these negative outcomes by prohibiting it. You get this underground market, you get contaminated substances, people think they're using marijuana and they're actually using something, you know, sprayed with rat poison or who knows what, someone's selling on the street. And then you have all these incarcerated consumers. And so we, we see ending that federal prohibition is a fantastic move that allows states, it's not saying you must legalize at the state level, it's just saying take it back to the states and let them do what they want with that if they have a legal program it can continue if they have prohibition that can continue but at least it would allow states to operate in a functional way around this industry
3: okay so to be clear i just want to make sure that uh, i understand what uh, the position is you're not necessarily representing that uh, you're for uh, just uh, all 50 states legalizing recreational marijuana for example you just believe that the federal government should send it to the states and let the states decide, much like we just did with the, uh, the Roe-Dobbs uh, case. I mean, essentially, that's what that did, and it didn't outlaw abortion. It just sent it back to the states to make that decision at the state level.
8: Yeah, so there's specific legislation currently, um, Nancy Mace, who's a Republican right. congresswoman, um, has introduced the States Reform Act, which would do that, we think, in a, a conservative free market way, which is, um, we think a lot better. Um, and so that's specifically to do that. As an organization, end it for good, we would hope that states would then consider to bring that market legal again. Um, but again, that's up to the states then. Sure. And at least it removes a lot of the chaos that's surrounding this, um, competing uh, legislation at the state and federal level. But we would want to encourage people to think beyond um, just moving it back to the states and say, then, what is your state going to do with that? And how can you actually handle cannabis in a way that's less harmful to people and to the community and to families that might be getting torn apart through unnecessary incarceration?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think we've got maybe on the most uh, generous example Least restrictive example is, I think it's the state of Oregon, if I'm not mistaken, that over the last year pretty much just decriminalized all drug use, if I'm not mistaken. I, is possession, that? yes. Yeah, possession, not okay. Sale. Thank you. Yeah, possession. Thank you. Gotcha. Not sale, but the possession. And typically if you're possessing, you're either using, but you, it's illegal to sell it. So, uh, right. so they're kind of maybe that, that's what Oregon feels like makes sense for them. Not sure anything like that would ever pass, say in Mississippi, in in a more conservative state. But the point is, it's decided at the state level. Exactly. Yeah, and that and that makes to- total sense. And I agree with you. There there is a lot of confusion with respect to operating a medical marijuana program. It, even simple things like the banking and the depository relationship that gets complicated yeah. when you've got a product that is uh, still on Schedule One. At the federal level, because you've got you've got um, national banks, you've got state banks, they may look at that differently. We're already seeing that in the state of Mississippi. Uh, so there just needs to be some some clarity, more than anything, and some consistency, in having that uh, fall on the states makes a lot of sense if you can hang around I want to ask you just about how we're doing uh, in the next segment you got time can Absolutely. you hang around uh, and talk to you about how we're doing with respect to uh, incarceration incarceration and uh, just justice policy in general we can talk about that when we come back we got Great. Christina Dent and Brett Montague from end it for good stay with us on middays
1: don't worry
20: It will soon pass, whatever it is. Don't worry, be happy.
1: I'm not worried. I'm happy.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 70% chance of rain, mostly sunny conditions, high near 95. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 73. Thursday, a 60% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 89. And a look to finally Friday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 91. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
18: Member FDIC.
7: Frisco Deli, serving giant sandwiches, award-winning rib plates, and original recipe catfish with a family-friendly atmosphere. Open 1030 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. Frisco Deli, we have something for everyone. Located just off Pearson Road on Phillips Lane in Pearl. Come see us.
10: Across. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the back of state. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk
0: Jackson 97.3. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're rolling.
4: hit it, go, play it.
0: Middays with Gerard Gippert on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: You think John Bonham's pretty good on the skins and that song there, Rhino? Just a little bit. <laughs> pretty good. All right. We are back in the Element Well Studios with Christina Dent, founder and president of End It For Good, and Brett Montague, CEO of End It For Good. So, appreciate the discussion in the last segment, just kind of catching us up on uh, the mission, the advocacy work, where we stand on that, but... Certainly justice and justice reform. This has been a hot topic, honestly, at the state level in this state, across the nation in general. We got lots of folks that are locked up that uh, really didn't hurt anybody, as I like to say, didn't take anybody's stuff, but they broke some of our drug laws. And not only are they locked up, and I don't feel like often getting any better, they're just... Looking at the four walls inside of a jail cell, and I'm maybe exaggerating a little little bit, but you get the picture. But more importantly, as a taxpayer, I'm paying to accommodate them. And they're, in many cases, in most cases, not a risk to society. Where are we on that? I know that's kind of a mouthful to set up the discussion, but help me out here, Christina. Where are we on that? What are you seeing? And what are people comfortable with? What are lawmakers thinking about?
8: Yeah, so Mississippi, we have about 3,000 nonviolent drug offenders in Mississippi prisons. So there's thousands more in city and county jails. But just people who are going to come out with a felony um, and be very hard to employ after that, there's 3,000 people um, who are going to be in prison at least a year, some of them much longer than that. Um, And that has held steady for the last couple of years. Um, And so we, we really want to step back from. So it's great to do reentry work. We t- we absolutely need that helping people get their lives back together. But we have to look at the the front end of that. Is it is it easier to help someone with a felony be able to navigate and have a thriving life for the next 40 years or should we be looking at the laws that are actually Contributing to all of those felonies and see if some of them are not helping us. I'll give you an example of that. So a couple of years ago, we had a law in Mississippi where if you had any kind of drug conviction, your driver's license was revoked, It unrelated to whether or not it was a driving violation. Just any kind of drug conviction, your mm-hmm. driver's license was revoked. Mm-hmm. Well, we realized over the course of a couple of years, wait a second, how are people supposed to get a job to actually stop committing crime or anything like that that they're doing. So it, it's not un-American or un-conservative or un-Mississippian to say, you know, some it's common sense to say that we need to rethink whether laws are helping us. Sometimes we make laws that end up not being helpful when we see how that law is playing out. And so the legislature changed that to you only lose your license if it's a driving-related drug. Conviction. So that's not to say, you know, I I don't think anybody had it in their mind. Let's destroy people's lives. It was this seemed to make sense. And now that we're seeing the outcome of that, it no longer makes sense. Um, And so, you know, it's it's easy for us to think about this as sort of out there. And I want to give you an example of how it is impacting the lives of Mississippi families. So we we did an event just like the one we're doing tomorrow night. We did one in Picayune a couple of months ago. And um, we had about 40 people there. And one of the people, um, after I gave the presentation, we have audience feedback so people can say what they think about the ideas we presented. And there was a fifth grade teacher there. And she said, these ideas you're talking about to change the way we approach drugs make perfect sense to me. And the reason for that is she said one third of her students have an incarcerated parent. She had already been to a funeral for the mother of one of her students who died from contaminated drugs. And mm-hmm. her final statement was, if those drugs would have been controlled, that student's mom would still be here. So we have incarcerated parents. We have dead parents. Um, and she is seeing, as we think about the next generation of Mississippians coming up, the impact that this has. We know children growing up with an incarcerated parent are at greater risk for incarceration themselves. Hmm. Not because they're bad kids, but because when you grow up without parents in the home, with a strain of incarceration, it's really hard and traumatic for a child. It's hard for them to overcome that and live a, a thriving life. So th- these are the real impacts. When we talk about incarceration rates, it can and sound like, well, we're just talking about the criminals out there. Mm-hmm. These are Mississippi families, thousands and thousands of them that are being impacted um, because they are in possession of a substance that we have said, you know, that turns you into criminals if you just possess that substance. And we really need to think about those downstream impacts because if we want strong families and safe communities and living people, um, Mississippi's overdose death rate has increased 173% in the last five years. We, we've got all hands on deck. We have been trying to address it, but we're not addressing the root causes of it, and so we're continuing to get worse and worse outcomes. So we've right. made some progress. We need to make a lot more if we want to save lives.
17: One of the Ger-
3: things I hear.
17: I'm sorry, Brett. No, no, ahead. Gerard. If if I could just to kind of uh, build on that a little bit, I would I would also like to to share a brief story that that kind of shows how. Uh, us as a society and as a state, Mississippi, how criminalizing drug use and addiction is not only uh, negatively impacted, um, you know, people and family and communities, but also also workforce development. Um, so, um actually wrote an article a couple of months ago in the clearing ledger and opinion piece uh highlighting how criminalizing addiction is crippling our workforce um and this this is rooted in a personal experience i had as an hr manager a couple of years ago um a candidate happened to same the the same share the same name as me brett Hmm. uh walked through my doors uh, and, um, he aced his interview, asked great questions about the job and company, really just couldn't have made a better, better impression on me, and I wanted to hire him. Uh, but there was one small hang up. He disclosed on his application that he had just done, he had just been released from our state prison system after a two and a half year, uh, sentence on a nonviolent drug possession charge. Uh, reversing three years back from there six months after falling in the dangerous cycle of a heroin addiction he entered our state prison system leaving behind his wife and newborn child uh, at 23 years old Hmm. Um, and um, you know so when, when I got you know saw this on his application my duty is to go to my superior to get approval because i still wanted to make an offer so i I went to her to get to get her concurrence and unfortunately the response that i got was um that it would be a bad precedent for us as a company if we hired somebody who uh had a felony that had struggled with an addiction and I, i walked away from this conversation just kind of in consternation and asking myself a whole lot of questions like first of all this young man uh he had an addiction he had a health crisis and And his health crisis was met with a criminal justice response. What he needed was help, not handcuffs right. um, he He went to prison, did two and a half years, and did not become a criminal in prison, like happened so often. He did his time you know and uh, uh, paid his consequences owed to society got out, and now. We're telling him, oh, despite having paid your dues, we don't want you. We still want you. We want you in the shadows. So now, you know, what would this young man do in order to provide for his family? Would he, would he, you know, start selling drugs to provide for his family, engage in some other criminal activity to provide for his family? And then on a separate level from that, I did some introspection and was like, you know, my company... We also lost here today in this decision because this guy had a lot of capacity, and he had hunger. He had balanced hunger, not so much that, like, it scared you how hungry he was, but Hmm. he had the right type, and Hmm. I felt like – We as a company lost. So as we continue, you know, uh, America's war on drugs on all fronts, we are all losing. And it's also crippling uh, law enforcement as well. They're bogged down in a perpetual uh, non-winnable war. And so many of them are frustrated because they see the same people coming out of the system. But between – in the five-year period between 2014 and 2018 – Um, uh, uh, Law enforcement officers made over 39,000 arrests for drug possession, Mm. 39,000. That is a lot of time. And resources spent where we could you know they could be engaging in education prevention education and or solving other violent crimes where families aren't getting justice and a whole lot of other things to um you know keep our community safe and families uh unbroken That's and those amazing. are mississippi numbers those are yeah. not
8: you know national yeah. numbers yeah. this is these are neighbors yeah. our communities hmm. it's impacting us
3: wow that is that is amazing appreciate uh you sharing that story brett and uh, the statistics as well so sounds like we got work to do but uh most importantly it feels like christina brett you and your organization you you're you're stimulating the conversation absolutely and that's the main thing yep we, we can't solve problems unless we have a dialogue
17: going on Amen. And we'll be further stimulating it tomorrow night here in Jackson at St. James Episcopal Church. Sounds yep. great. Appreciate it. Good to see you guys. Thanks, Thank you, Art- Gerard. Yep. We'll be right back
3: here in the Element Well studios. Middays will continue. <music>
25: hour of middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back.
4: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
19: Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoors and outdoors? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Callaway's Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of German Townhouse. Everything
7: for home and garden—that's what Callaway's is.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. It's been five days since Old Miss student Jimmy Lee, better known as Jay Lee, has gone missing, and officials are still asking for the public's help. Lee was last seen leaving the campus walks apartments Friday around 6 a.m. His vehicle has since been recovered, but no sign of Lee has been found. A 40-year-old Balexi man has been sentenced to 22 years in prison after pleading guilty to getting a 13-year-old girl pregnant. Antonio Owens pled guilty after admitting to the girl's mother that he was the father. He's being held without the possibility of parole or early release. A majority of voters in Clinton have approved a 2% restaurant tax. It'll be added to the 7% state sales tax already in place. This happened during a special election on Tuesday. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm.
13: This is Brian Haydad of Sports Talk Mississippi. I want to remind you about the 10th annual Palmer Home for Children Radiothon on July 14th, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. When you donate to Palmer Home for Children, you're helping complete a child's life through healing and restoration. That's the Palmer Home for Children Radiothon on July 14th on Super Talk Mississippi. Listen, help, and spread the word, because children are precious.
3: Welcome back, everyone. Sammy Hagar. (laughs) We are back in the Element Wealth Studios. Eric in Philadelphia says, It's January 6th, insurrection. B.S. Let's talk about January 6th. Uh, Instead of that, let's talk about Trump. Gas was 187. Inflation 1.3%. America had babies' food. America was strong. I think a lot of people see that the same way, uh, Eric, but we, I think we got to be honest that spending $6 trillion during 2020 while the president was in office is a contributor to the present economic situation that we're looking at, and... I don't know if that was the right thing to do, honestly. In retrospect, looks like it was the wrong thing to do. The wrong thing being, let's just shut the whole economy down for COVID. Now, in, in fairness, that wasn't a decision made at the federal level. That wasn't Donald Trump that did that. It was done at the state and local level. But it was based on CDC guidelines to a great extent, which is part of the administration. So... It's just another uh, arena where I think government got involved, trying to solve a problem, trying to ease the pain of a problem, and and it creates more. Just happens every time. It seems like it really does. That being said, no question that when Joe Biden took office, he amped all what whatever potential inflationary damage was and could have been done by that spending spree in 2020 was dramatically amped up intensified exacerbated by joe biden taking office and immediately ramming through the american rescue plan 1.9 trillion dollars and issuing just a swath of executive orders that are were just counterproductive from an economic perspective i mean that that's just there's no doubt about that when you make equity and climate change the guiding themes of all policy throughout the bureaucratic swamp and you tell the world you're shutting down the fossil fuels industry that you and you tell the world you want to pass this three point two trillion dollar build back better plan that, thank goodness, didn't get through. But when you when you make that your agenda, your legislative priority, it has a, just the fact that's what you want to do. And knowing as a as a business decision maker that's the posture of the government, you hunker down. It, it impacts your decision-making. You're not as apt to take risk, to invest, to expand. Now, the bright spot they like to point to is job creation. Well, heck, when you shut the economy down, government, and you send everybody home, and businesses because of the lack of demand they shed their employees and then all of a sudden you reverse those or you 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 uh you expire cause to expire those various restrictions and people get back to normal pre-pandemic business and they start hiring people and then you brag about it i i use the analogy regularly it's like Let me pour the water out of the glass here and then start filling it up and bragging about filling it up, getting it back to where it was. There's there's nothing noble about that. There's no accomplishment in that. But that's the victory laps that are being taken uh, by this administration. And so that's why we've got these economic the economic situation we have. Look, the whole supply chain problem is a direct result of shutting stuff down for for the COVID. And a great deal of that, of course, is because of China and their zero COVID policies. But it's on us because without paying a lot of attention to it, we ceded a lot of our production to China. Thinking that they were a, a a cooperative and and friendly economic partner. R- remember, Joe Biden is a vice presidential candidate. They're not they're not bad folks, folks. Remember remember that comment when he was debating. Come on, man, China—they're not a threat and all that stuff. They're not bad folks, folks. Well. And hats off to Mitt Romney. He tried to call attention to that. He got scoffed at to some extent by his own party. Now they got us over a barrel. It was all exposed in the pandemic, was it not? Antibiotics we learned the vast majority. No antibiotics, people die. Yet we let that happen. And and it's been pernicious, and that it's been phasing into that into that scenario and yeah if they were a cooperative and honest economic partner it's not a bad deal but they're not now we know it now we've learned it and so now we have this this rather dire economic situation and we got a president who says oh the way to solve this by the way it's to raise taxes <laughs> and to spend more. That's his solution to it, which is just mind-boggling. These are people who honestly have zero understanding of fundamental economics. We're not talking about complex grad school level economics. We're talking about fundamental high school economics. Those are the folks in charge. We have that situation going on. And we have a push from the radical faction of the left to totally eliminate use of fossil fuels energy. We're going to go broke and die if we do that, by the way. We're not close to that. I'm all for I'm all for investing in and exploring other forms of energy, including electric vehicles. I'm not for just saying, well, let's unplug everything until then, which is what they're trying to force on us, trying to force on us,
2: really. Well, I mean, if you look at Europe, especially places like Germany, the Deutsche Bank is now modeling how and how much they can transform gas-powered heating for their country to stay alive during the winter into wood-powered heating. Mm-hmm.
3: We're going backwards. What's next? Live in caves? Don't give them any ideas. Right? We're having issues with, I want to say there's even a push in this country, Rhino, to reduce the amount of fertilizer used in the production of food?
2: Yeah, it's the same kind of nonsense that's caused all the upheaval in Sri Lanka.
3: Right. It's exactly what happened over there. We're going to go organic. We're going to be
2: the leader of the Asian countries in our farming, and we're going to have all organic fertilizer, and everything's going to be perfectly hunky-dory for the greenies. Oh, wait, we can't grow enough food to feed the
3: people. Unbelievable. You know, far... in large part by the World Economic Forum. Correct. Far be it from me to start spreading conspiracy theories, I'm not going to engage in that, But all you have to do is look at Sri Lanka and look at the Netherlands. I mean, there's this kind of innate human desire to survive, right? To live. You can't live without food. You're genuflecting at the climate change altar. It's like, well, we got a planet except everybody died because we don't have any food to eat. I mean, that's literally where we're headed here. And, and the point I'm trying to make from a conspiracy perspective is: might we see further upheavals in other spots of the world, including in this country, if it goes that nutty? I mean, seriously. No more beef. Wait, can't eat.
2: Oh, no. Cow farts are hurting the ozone.
3: Right, can't do that. No more fertilizer. What happens to yields without fertilizer? without pesticides think of the progress we've made in that in a safe way no more ddt all kinds of natural and i'm no expert on this but i know there's been tremendous progress on that we'd all die without that we'll come right back in the element well studio
15: I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. Every day,
20: I see people in crisis. On the surface, they need a good meal. Deep inside, they need hope. On my best day ever, I can't save anybody. But we each can be a tool God uses to change a life. I want to challenge you. Allow God to use you to help someone else today. Check us out at gatewaymission.org, helping people right here in Jackson, Mississippi.
5: This the Midday Agri-Market Report. Acreage in the Overall Conservation Reserve Program, or CRP, will increase by a net 1.7 million acres in 2022 after the USDA saw a bumper enrollment in the CRP grassland sign-up. All told, USDA should come out of the fiscal year 2022, with 23.8 million acres enrolled in the overall CRP, the largest acreage in the program since fiscal year 2016. The USDA announced on Tuesday it is accepting offers from more than 3.1 million acres through the CRP Grasslands Program, the highest in program history. The grassland programs allow livestock producers to hay and or graze the grasslands while following an approved conservation plan. A key part of the program is to keep the acres in grasslands rather than convert it into development or crop production. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is a Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network.
1: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Come
1: on, let's get on with the show!
0: On Super Talk Mississippi. Some of y'all have never been down south too much.
15: I'm gonna tell you a little story, so you'll understand what I'm talking about. Down there, we have a plant that grows out in the woods and the fields. And it looks something like a turnip green, and everybody calls it poke salad. Now that's poke salad.
3: Poke. big Poke. We are back in the Element Well studios. <laughs> anyway, you a girl lived down there. <laughs> the uh the accent's just unmistakable. I'm sixty-six years old, never mess with dope. I got no sympathy for dope heads. Jerry and Poniton. Just curious. Jerry, what about folks who consume alcohol? I don't either. I've never bested with dough. Don't intend to. Uh, Rarely drink alcohol. Maybe two beers a year. Because it makes me feel bad. It gives me a headache. But uh, you know, this is a tough one. Because there are when you, when you get into kind of the well,
2: what's the often misattributed Einstein quote about insanity? The definition of insanity is trying the same right. thing over and over and expecting different results.
3: Right, and that's that's Even what fighting the war on
2: drugs as long as I've been alive, and it doesn't seem to be doing the job. So maybe I need
3: to back up and change the strategy. It's making it worse. Seems like it's worse, and we've spent an incredible amount of money on it. And I've just always had this this opinion that if people want to put that stuff in their body, they're going to figure out a way to do it. They're going to figure out a way to get it. They're going to figure out a way to do it because there's a market for it. They want to put it in their body. And as long as they do, somebody's going to want to sell it to them, make money off of it. I don't like it because I think that – and I've witnessed –
2: well, in general, a drugged society is not a very productive society.
3: Right. And it's it's destructive, no doubt about it. But I just, is it because, you, you could, to some extent, could you not make a, a bit of a comparison to guns? Is it because of the drugs? Or is it because of maybe something else scientific? There, there's all kinds of...
2: I mean, obviously, the chemical dependency and the addiction outweighs the logic of, I can go to jail for this.
3: That's right. And is there not all sorts of studies? See, that's one of the
2: arguments that the, the law should be a deterrent. Right. But if if you can't get any traction on making the deterrent stronger to make it more more effective, then you have to find another way to attack the problem
3: but uh, i agree and i guess where i was going was are we not learning more that there's some people that are more predisposed to addiction doesn't have to be drugs could be a lot of things it, it and it's something that's physiological that could be should be treated um terry's upholstery Ways in. Says to say that the drug offenders are sitting in prison and have never harmed anyone. Nobody said that, by the way, Terry. I, I wasn't talking about every single drug offender. I was talking specifically about those who were nonviolent, and I specifically stipulated and qualified it with, they haven't hurt anybody, they didn't take anybody's stuff you should uh, say that's simply preposterous you should be ashamed of yourself for supporting these people lose more respect for you in this show every time you have these people on your show I mean you can clean all the prisons if you made all crimes legal give me a break I hear you uh, Terry I, I, I guess I'm trying to understand what law was being broken if someone is simply possessing and using what crime has been committed against others, let's put it that way. I know there's laws being broken because we have laws against that. Drug use leads to violence. I, I hear you. I know it does. That's that's from Terry, by the way. I agree with that. But all drug users are not violent. It's it's that that is um, not a, a case of. Uh, what am I trying to say? That it's, it's just assured. If you use drugs, you're going to be violent. Or there's going to be some violence involved in it. it it's a tough one. I, I hear you. I don't like it. But I, as Rhino says, it doesn't feel like we're deterring. We're not. Clearly, drug use is way up in this country, despite all the laws. We're not deterring. And we're spending an incredible... Incredible amount of money and then we let them out and they go do it again so nothing's happening while they're in prison to help them kick whatever that addiction habit is but we're spending a lot of money we have overcrowded prisons operating in deplorable conditions we got no money to make them better we uh we can't get enough custody officers because we don't pay them enough. I mean, you should go down the list. He says you keep telling yourself that. I I don't know what it is you think I'm telling myself. I, if you got, sounds like somebody has a made-up mind
2: on it and is unwilling to even think about it.
3: Yeah, I'm looking for solutions. It, right, I'm saying what we're doing is not a solution. We'll take it. A- you're listening to WFMN Flora
0: Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, online at BaronistreePros.com.
23: Fox News, I'm Lilian Wu, the president emphasizing what he calls a bone-deep bond between the U.S. and Israel as he kicks off his Mideast trip.
13: President Biden arrived in Israel, greeted by the country's
1: leaders like Israeli President Isaac Herzog.
13: Mr. President,
1: welcome to Israel. Our brother Joseph...
13: This is the 10th time President Biden has traveled to Israel. His first is president.
23: Fox's Jared Alpern, an arrest made on hate crime charges in upstate New York where racist anti-Semitic pamphlets were strewn about. The first
13: flyer was found stuck to the door of Rehoboth Deliverance Ministry Sunday morning. Similar material posted to the front of Temple Bethel Synagogue, as well as other locations, says New York's Southern Tier Police Chief T.J. Murray. Police spotting two men distributing the literature Monday Authorities said they then searched their
23: home, arresting two men and a woman. Fox is CJ Papa. America's listening to Fox News.
13: As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security. 601-898-3105. Call today.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman is encouraging Mississippians to pardon all the construction.
6: Uh legislature this year uh, appropriated approximately $1.6 billion for roads and bridges. $100 million of it was uh, to do additional maintenance work. We, we do, we're doing the maintenance that was scheduled for 2023 and 2024.
16: And in the near future...
6: We put up $450 million to match cities and counties and $300 million for rural water, which is just a grant. For people out in the counties, we believe that the cities and counties have saved enough of their ARP money to get the match. So uh, you could see a, roughly a be over a billion dollars of water and sewer projects going on in this state.
16: For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Ben.
6: Sounds so good you can almost taste it. Like Bluebell strawberry lemonade ice cream, delicious strawberry ice cream swirled with lemonade sherbet and sprinkled with lemon flavored flakes. It's better than you can imagine.
7: The good old days are being made right now. The good old days are being made right now. Look
15: for ice cream at your local grocer and pick up your favorite flavor today.
16: Still, Mississippi, a taxpayer-funded tourism bureau, is responsible for marketing the Gulf Coast as a region. But the board has been plagued by instability. The latest example is dissension over who should be appointed president, a position that had been held by Brooke Schultz, whose term ended July first.
4: Uh, she was not reappointed to her seat uh, by a split vote of the Harrison County Board of Supervisors.
16: Gulf Coast Business Council President Ash Edwards explained that this is really an issue among a couple of supervisors that have had differences of opinion on their appointments. The the hope
4: here is that at the end of the day, this will cause our legislative delegation on the coast to look at some potential legislative fixes. One of the proposals that was given by a former tourism commissioner was in lieu of having just the county boards of supervisors appoint these members of the commission,
16: why not have each city along the coast have their own appointment? It's a solution that's popular with the mayors and would result in the same number of members on the board as there are currently. Solutions. Hey, y'all, I'm Steve Azar inviting you to escape to Pearl River Resort where the fun is going non-stop.
13: Go off the deep end at the south's most exciting water park, Geyser Falls. After the thrills, test your skills at the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. There's dining delight and love at first sight. And it's always no work and all play at Silver Star and Golden Moon Casinos. So come on, leave it all behind and head to Pearl River Resort.
10: To all the folks in the capital city metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk, Mississippi
0: 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply, to think deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk, Mississippi.
3: Back in the Element Wealth studios. Are you thinking about or planning for retirement? Do you have a plan? Go to myelementwealth.com or call 601 957 6006 to let Element Wealth help you find your balance between income, growth, and guarantees. And once again, we're headed up north in Mississippi after the show sometime today. That will be for tomorrow's broadcast. From the Palmer Home for Children, the tenth annual. Looking forward to that. We've already got the silent auction is up, running, available, ready for you to place your bids. Find it at Supertalk.fm/slash Palmer Home. Supertalk.fm/slash Palmer Home. Lots of neat stuff out there. Ready for you to bid on. We got to get that money in, folks, because Rhino needs a haircut and a shave. (laughs) Uh, Gerard, from what I saw on the weekend news, former President Trump dropped an F-bomb on the podium. Aren't presidents supposed to set an example for our people of our country? I don't know if he did that on the podium, did he? I know he said BS. Yeah,
2: because it was reported the first F-bomb dropped from the stage of a rally or something like that.
3: So I, I'll just say, and we, we discussed this at length yesterday with the, the twerking senator story. Kind of like the dancing bear and the singing cowboy, we got the twerking senator, right? <laughs> uh, I, I just made the comment, that, uh, and I prefaced it by saying, maybe I'm old-fashioned. I, I looked uh, for elected uh, leaders, uh, whatever you want to call them, elected officials, to behave with a little bit higher level of decorum and standards, and that I thought it was inappropriate. And somebody did say to us, well, you know, she has a private life, too. Sure, fine, agree, totally agree. You want to go twerk in private? Have at it. But when you video it, record it, intentionally, by the way, and then you distribute that to the world, that's not a private life. It's no longer a private matter. You just took what would... Be considered by most to be a private issue and you just made it public all bets are off at that point so in the case of Donald Trump it's not just former presidents I would say that that's inappropriate for anyone in that position he's a former president obviously a, a current elected leader I'm no prude I get it I, I, I understand what happens in the locker room? I've been in locker rooms before. And I, I'm totally on board with that. But in public? No. I'm sorry. I don't agree with that. I think it's inappropriate. I do think that you should set a better example. This Language is just, is just one aspect of that, right? The way you conduct your life, your morality, yeah, I think all those are important. Character? Is character no longer important? Seems like, to a great extent, our political campaigns, political races, there's popularity contest. Character seems to fall down the list. Integrity? Yeah, it's, it's a shame. Shouldn't be that way. My opinion. You may disagree. That's fine. So, I don't give Donald Trump a pass on that. If I were in his inner orbit, I'd tell him. Sir, it's really inappropriate. He may say, you're fired. Okay, fine. I'm not compromising my principles because of that. And I'm not picking on him whatsoever. And I know this happens regularly. It just shouldn't happen in public like that. There's a, um, my favorite, everybody knows, I think most people know, I'm a big baseball nut. And uh, I've studied the game, enjoyed coaching it, certainly not professionally at a high level. I'm not in that league, but have enjoyed it with uh, youngsters a long time. And perhaps my favorite coach from a coaching style and philosophical perspective and handling of players, of course, this is at the college level, is the great Augie Garrido, longtime coach of. University of Texas. And there's some video out there. I don't know if you happen to remember, gosh, 12, 13 years ago, there was a documentary made called Inning by Inning. And ESPN aired it uh, after the College World Series. And it's a documentary on Augie. And it is awesome. Well, there's a... a, uh, some video in there a scene in there where
2: they he's a little had, bit hacked off
3: yeah you know what I'm talking about oh yeah and he comes in and what's funny is it, there's a swinging door and he is attempting to slam it it does slam for impact he's walking in this room where all the players are gathered waiting for him and it doesn't slam because it, sw- it swings you know it doesn't have a frame to uh, crash into anyhow He absolutely begins to read them the riot act. They just got beat by a a team they shouldn't have got beaten by. Non-conference game, as I recall. And he, he goes off on a rant, and he says, you know... You'll all leave here. You'll go to your girlfriends. You'll go out and do your thing, and I'll have. And he starts pounding on the table. And I'll have to live with this. And he starts dropping f bombs. This whole thing, the rest of my effing life. Remember, remember that. And they are just whoa. I mean, their eyes get big. They're focused on him, and you can tell they're almost a little. They're intimidated, maybe a little scared. You know, here's the head coach going crazy like this. And then this is his style that's so impressive. He stands back and said, I have failed you. This is on me. I have failed you. And when they interviewed his players, if you recall, what they all said is, you just felt like you were always letting him down. When you failed. And baseball, of course, is a game of failure. Well, after that tirade, they went on to win some huge number of games straight. Won the conference. Won. It was, I want to say it was 0-5, Won the World Series, if I'm not mistaken. And the whole point was that he was trying to make was you're way better than this, and you're underachieving, and I'm getting your attention now. And he did, and they went on to blow it out. But all those players. Um, including the great Roger Clemens. You know, they talked to him about Augie and, and others, but they they all commented that you just felt like you were letting him down. Like you're letting your dad down, is what they said. Because he was a little older, you know. But, again, that's in the locker room. That's expected. That's part of it. And I'll never forget... Sharing that, and there's two versions of it by the by the way, right on YouTube. There's a bleeped out version and a non bleeped out version. Oh yeah, and I made the a TV mistake. edit and the non TV right, edit. Right, exactly. So when I saw that, I, and and I watched that inning by inning, I said, "Wow, this this is amazing. This is this is how I've I've always thought about the game, not to the extent he has, but about coaching and dealing with with players and people. This is it. My gosh!" And so I started making that like required viewing for the parents of my kids. And I happened to send them one time, inadvertently, the non-bleeped-out small clip of that. Oh, my gosh. And I had some of them say, I mean, I, I just don't think I can let my kid play baseball if that's the way it is. And I'm thinking, you know, this happens in the locker rooms, even like in middle school and high school. They... They do this. You may not know this and think that, but that's what guys do in sports. It's part of the machoism. It just is. Now, that's the time and place. That's the locker room. It happens on the field, too, does it not? Like constantly. And people out there listening know what I'm talking about. You're playing sports, even at that level, especially in football. They're jawing the whole dang time. And they just were astonished. This really happens in the locker rooms? Yeah, that's why we call it locker room talk. (laughs) And I apologize. It was inadvertent. I really did. And I tried to calm them down and explain. It was a couple, not all. Most of them laughed about it, said, yeah, I remember those days, the dads, you know. But again, there's a place and time, and I don't want us to lose that in society. I guess I'm old-fashioned, you know. I pull the chair out. I open the door. I rise. I look a person in the eye when I want to shake hands. Blame it on my father. You taught that. Is there something wrong with that? And if you're public, speaking in public and addressing the public, just certain language is inappropriate. Twerking as a senator. I'm sorry, lady. It's inappropriate. Want to go do it by yourself and your family? Have at it. You want to video it and send it to the world? No, inappropriate. And then brag about it. Nothing to be bragging about. Oh well, departing a little bit. We got some more text to get to in the Element Well Studios when we come back. Stay with us.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 70% chance of rain, mostly sunny conditions, high near 95. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 73. Thursday, a 60% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 89. And a look to finally Friday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 91. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871.
1: Red Hot Savings, Red Hot Selection. The deals have never been hotter than now at Ridgeland Mitsubishi during our sizzling summer sell-down. Our entire lineup of cars, SUVs, and crossovers are priced to move with scorching savings right now. Pay only $249 per month on new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirages. That's just $249 per month. And with gas prices being so high, the Mirage's 40 MPGs will keep more cash in your pocket. Bring in your trade. We'll give you a top dollar for it. Shop from over 1,500 quality pre-owned vehicles right now at RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain. Warranty from Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Think you can't get approved? Think again. Our goal is 100% credit approval, no matter your past credit history. Ridgeland Mitsubishi. We're giving you more selection to choose from, more savings, and more affordable monthly payments every single day, period. So come a big while the deals are hot at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, when nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi, watch 10% c
20: 7 details of the broker.
10: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 till 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: In the Element Well Studios. We thank you so much for joining us. Once again, supertalk.fm slash Palmer Home. That's where you go to place your bids on the items up for sale in the silent auction. All proceeds, of course. Benefit the Palmer Home for children. And we get enough money, we're cutting rhino's hair and beard. Simple as that. Lots of... uh, engagement on this uh, issue with uh, drugs and our justice system as it applies to the uh, the drug issue in this country and I appreciate that and that we may not uh, align on that with some of our audience me personally that's fine this is this is I'm not representing by the way the views of the network nor does it represent mine. And uh, there's disclaimer you hear before we air the show. That's how this works. Just wanted to clarify that. Not a big deal. But Stephen and Jackson sent us an interesting text. says, I'm a juvenile court, drug court counselor. If you loop, I think it means maybe lump, if you lump every single drug user into the same category as all violent criminals that use drugs, then you have not been able to spend time with people that live in that world. There are plenty that need and want help, but have grown up in a world where it doesn't exist, or they don't know how to get help. Many drug criminals need to be in jail, but a lot of them need rehab and to be taught how to deal with their problem, because the majority of them start when their children are teenagers due to a poor family structure. I see it all the time, and I work in the Madison Juvenile Drug Court. If you want to actually help the problem, you have to find some empathy in yourself. And I'm a conservative, and I vote Republican. So I appreciate you weighing in on that, uh, Stephen. Uh, really do, and I'm I'm looking down. It was, it was Terry's upholstery who who says he's concerned that drug use leads to violence. And, and I want to be clear, I, I'm i not for decriminalizing violence of any sort. I don't care if it's because of drugs or, or anything. I'm just not. And I think that those who commit crimes of violence, violent crimes, or uh, uh, crimes of property, uh, I think they should be prosecuted and incarcerated in general to the full extent of the law. But if it's someone who's not committed a violent crime, hasn't taken anybody's stuff, and their only offense was possession of a drug, I I think we need to talk about that. I don't know what the solution is. I know this, and Rhino, you pointed it out. It ain't any better. It's kind of like the war on poverty. Gotten absolutely nowhere. it Seems the war on drugs it seems like it's worse. Drug use in this country, from all accounts, so and that doesn't even call into the conversation
2: the millions of Americans on completely legal pharmaceuticals. That's that very true.
3: Mind altering. Very true, and and many of them end up with a drug abuse problem. Of course. Yeah, that's so. And, you know, that's a whole other subject for another day on how we got to that. There are a lot of players and parties involved in that, I think, that could be held as culpable for that. No question. There's just too much evidence of that. At first, it was not sure. Now, I think it's kind of overwhelming evidence there.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, when I was growing up in elementary school, you had one or two kids per class that had to go to the nurse to take medication. Nowadays, you have maybe one kid per class that's not going but, to the nurse to get medication.
3: Which sounds crazy to me, honestly. I I agree. So I'm not – I guess the question would be, um, like, uh, Terry, based on what you're sending us here, should we increase the law? Because what we're doing now ain't working. I, if maybe you, you don't agree with that, maybe you do think it's working. But I would submit it's not working. We still have rampant drug abuse. In this country, still clearly have uh, drug-related crimes, all of the above. So what we're doing is not working. How do we fix it? That's that's what I'm interested in. How do we fix it? And I think it's a deep and wide and complex discussion that requires lots of expertise from lots of different subject matter experts that are involved a to z first hand experience including those who are using well i mean we need we need input there i mean they got to have a seat at the table because otherwise we're talking without really analyzing the people who are who, who are committing drug abuse in, engaged in drug abuse so it's a complicated matter do we strengthen the laws create more laws lock people up longer for for um Maybe forever? I don't know. If if it were true that every user ultimately ends up committing a violent crime, seems like that would be the logical next step. Okay, if we arrest you for using, charge you with that, convict you of that, send you off, keep you there forever. Because the the problem is that the study show is we're not fixing the addiction, and we release them, and they go back to being an addict,
2: right? I, I mean, it depends on which prison you're talking about, but there could be just as many drugs in the prison as outside the
3: prison. No doubt about it. They're, the gangs in particular are incredibly so then At that crappy. point, you're just
2: paying taxpayer dollars for room and board to somebody get
3: high. And often, let's be honest, the custody officers are in on it. They facilitate it. I'm not talking about Mississippi specifically. I'm talking about across the nation. That's just fact.
2: Yeah, if you see a correction officer being arrested or indicted or charged with anything, it's usually one of two things, improper relationship with a prisoner or contraband.
3: Agree. Happens all the time. There are stores, Jeff says, around here that sell gummies that make you high, but marijuana is illegal, so what's in the gummy? I don't know. That's a good point.
2: It's where you get into the chemistry of THC and CBD and the technicalities of, well, this one's illegal, but the one that's
14: one little thing off
3: isn't technically illegal, so we can sell it. Right. Uh, by the way, Jack in Jacktown once again tells us that elected officials have a personal life, not just a private life. I'm not exactly sure what that means, Jeff. I know he sent that same exact statement in, unless his phone malfunctioned and just repeated sending it. He sent that statement in yesterday when we were talking about the twerking senator. But if it doesn't really
2: matter what profession it is. If you're in the public eye, you are held to a higher standard. No doubt about it's it. It's human nature. I mean, you could take politicians out of it. Preachers. Are held to a higher standard. You don't
3: necessarily
2: get to go out and just have a great old time carousing on the town if you're a preacher.
3: Talked about it yesterday. There are many occupations that are uh, that, that have contracts associated with them that include what are called moral turpitude provisions. But more importantly, let's think about it this way. If you're in the public eyes, you say, Rhino, whether you're a preacher, a politician, a performer, performing artist, teacher, all the above, it seems like it would be in the best interest of society if you would use use that, that position, that exposure to the public for good. I don't see how using inappropriate language and other behavior, I don't see how that's good for society, especially when you consider how impressionable youngsters are, and when youngsters are impressed upon by and learn from adults, I mean, they tend to copy them, replicate it, not only as a youngster, but carries over into their adult life. We shared yesterday the incredibly, I thought, disturbing video of the small child, the toddler, that was pushing on a police officer and cursing in vile profanity. It couldn't be more than four years old. I I don't see how that's good for society. And gosh... Hats off to the officer who maintained his composure. Didn't say a word. Really kind of let the kid push on him. He was a small child. Wasn't going to hurt him. But just took it.
2: But if you believe all cops are bad and racist, wouldn't he have body slammed the kid and but, handcuffed him
3: and taken him to jail? Or worse. Back after these messages, we're in the Element Well Studios.
19: Here comes, here comes, come to-
4: Best made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth and Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283.
9: If you're tired of looking at your tired old bath, Bath Fitter is offering the best savings of the year. $600 off or 36 months financing at 0% interest with every new complete bath system. You've been thinking about doing it and Bath Fitter wants to help make it happen with a $600 off or 36 months financing with no interest. Every Bath Fitter bath is designed to fit your life, and now with unbelievable savings. It fits your wallet, too. It's their biggest savings of the year, so don't miss it. Bath Fitter, it just fits. Some conditions apply. Visit bathfitter.com slash savings to get started.
13: Fillmore Buick GMC.
1: You drive everything we do. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your central Mississippi boating headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington pontoon boats. All powered by Yamaha Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old and Road in Brandon. The dealership that's service built. Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies, ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home. Because we hate termites more than you do.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman is encouraging Mississippians to pardon all the construction.
6: The uh, legislature this year uh, appropriated approximately $1.6 billion for roads and bridges. $100 million of it was uh, to do additional maintenance work. We, we do, we're doing the maintenance that was scheduled for 2023 and 2024.
16: And in the near future...
6: We put up $450 million to match cities and counties and $300 million for rural water, which is just a grant. For people out in the counties, we believe that the cities and counties have saved enough of their ARP money to get the match. So uh, you could see a, roughly a be over a billion dollars of water and sewer projects going on in this state.
16: For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Ben.
8: Hello to all you sheriffs and jail administrators. Mississippi Industries for the Blind can help with your jail's cleaning chemicals and inmate supplies. MIB offers products that are safe to the officers as well as the inmates. Our budget-friendly Correct Pack products have been used in Mississippi prisons for over 20 years. MIB also offers jail mats, linens, and personal hygiene items. So if your facility needs good, safe products, reach out to MIB
23: today at sales at msblind.com.
10: Just a reminder about the Palmer Home for Children Radio Fund, July the fourteenth, right here on Super Talk. Look, the Super Talk family knows that when they donate to Palmer Home for Children, they're helping complete a child's life through healing and restoration. That's the Palmer Home for Children Radio Fund, July the fourteenth. Listen, help, and spread the word.
3: A little glam rock from T Rex. Supertalk.fm slash Palmer Home. That's where you go to bid on the auction items. The silent auction is live right now, and that's where we're going to be tomorrow, the 10th annual Palmer Home for Children Radiothon. Looking forward to that. I'm not nearly as worried, this is on the ceasefire text line, of course. I'm not nearly as worried about a president who says the F word on the podium as I am about a president who has to have someone tell him what to say because he doesn't have the brain capacity. I, I hear you, and here, here's what I'd say to that. We often hear people say, voters in particular, no compromise, right? Fight, don't compromise. That's what I'm going to say here. Why can't we have both? Why can't we have a president who doesn't, use profanity on the podium, and also doesn't have to have someone tell him what to say. I think there's somebody out there that could probably fit that bill. Why can't we have both? I mean, I I get the point just made there. I do. But can't we have both? Isn't there somebody in this country? You would think. We. I mean, we've got 330 million people. Tim from Tupelo reminds Obama dropped F bombs when he thought the mic wasn't hot. He did. He did. A little different than just doing it on stage, though. I agree. And again, you've got to be careful. It wasn't, that's right, it wasn't sort of intentionally woven into his remarks. That's different. Or to, I don't know, make some sort of point, add some emphasis. I mean, should we, you know, here on the air, we have to adhere to certain FCC regulations, right? Oh, yeah. Certain words are
2: not. Now, if we could just figure out how to broadcast via laser, it's not covered
3: by the FCC. (laughs) I got you. (laughs) Then we could just cuss all day. (laughs) Well, that's
2: the the sticking point for uh, car enthusiasts with radar detectors and laser jammers. The reason you don't have radar jammers, but you have laser jammers, is because it's against federal law to jam radar or any radio frequency. Five years in prison, $50,000 fine, do not pass go, do not collect $200. Didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Interesting.
3: No different than Joe Biden calling the reporter an SOB from the podium. I agree. It's unacceptable. Inappropriate. Honestly, you may disagree with me, but I thought Donald Trump making fun of a special needs adult when he did that. I thought that was inappropriate. I just do. It's not necessary. It doesn't doesn't add any value to what you're trying to do there. I get it. It's his nature. I spent a lot of time dealing with folks in New York. It's... I mean, they're... I have uh, I tried to. A strange breed in New York, no doubt about it. And I've honestly tried to call balls and strikes with respect to him. I have credited him for the many great things he did. But again, to be a principled person, I'd like to think I am. You've got to be consistent. No consistency equal no principles.
2: Speaking of New Yorkers being weird, have you seen the latest fight against capitalism? Which one's that? It's the uh, ice cream truck that they've got set up near McCarran Park in Brooklyn. Okay. You can pay $10 to, quote-unquote, eat the rich. They have <laughs> ice cream, little like the, the ice cream on a stick, like you used to get the Ninja Turtles or the Mickey Mouse or whatever. They have those in the shape of billionaires' heads, <laughs> like Jeff Bezos or uh, Elon Musk or... Mark Zuckerberg, or Jack Ma, or Bill Gates.
3: So you could pay $10 <laughs> to fight capitalism and eat the rich. Eat the rich. I love it. You've seen this, uh, these ads running, uh, warning New Yorkers and instructing them how in to behave nu- in case of a nuclear attack. They're running them in New York. Got to get to this, though, before we get out of here today. Um, I think we got time in this segment before we go to a break. So often, <laughs> you guys have, have heard me say that it's really hard to come to any consensus in policymaking when you, can't, when you can't at least agree on how many genders there are. So yesterday, Senator Josh Hawley in the Capitol has a spokesperson, I can't remember her name, Rhino, you may see it there, and she is a professor, of course, somewhere.
2: I believe at Berkeley.
3: Berkeley, it sounds right to me. I knew it was California. I couldn't remember if it was um, UC Berkeley or not. But nonetheless, interesting conversation. PR bridges. That's it, yeah. So, I mean, I think this really does illustrate the point of how we cannot agree how many how many genders there are uh this is a i believe a law professor if i'm not mistaken
2: yeah it, it goes UC to show Berkeley. just how intellectually dishonest and cowardly the upper echelons of academia have gotten
26: here we go you said several times you've used a phrase i want to make sure i understand what you mean by it you've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy it, would that be women?
9: So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow,
26: you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies.
9: So I'm one. I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, <laughs> persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important. Because of for, my
26: line of questioning, because, so we can't talk about it.
9: Because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm denying that trans people
26: exist by asking you? you if you're are talking you? about women are you? having pregnancies. Do
9: you believe that the, uh, men can get pregnant?
26: No, I don't think men can <laughs> so get pregnant. So you're
9: denying that trans people, like this thing?
26: And that you. leads to violence? Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you, Absolutely. or are they also treated like this? Where no, no, you, no, They're, they're told that they're, to they're ha- opening up people to oh, violence. We have a good time in my
9: class. You should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot.
26: Wow, I, I would learn a lot. I've learned a lot since this exchange. I know. Absolutely. Extraordinary. I mean,
3: well, what do you say? There you go, right there. This is a law professor at a prestigious American university whose
2: only argument is nanny nanny boo boo, you hurt their feelings. <laughs> but because somebody's well-being, their ability to remain on this mortal coil should not be dependent on whether or not
3: someone accepts their magic fairy tale ideas. <laughs> Do you believe we're having this discussion in the United States Senate about a senator being transphobic? But there's more. The World Health Organization now says sex is, quote, not limited to male or female. It plans to update a manual used by public health professionals to recognize gender and sexual diversity, wading into the thorny debate (laughs) about whether gender is strictly binary or something more complicated. It's crazy. I mean, it it truly is. There's uh, another discussion in, in there about, I think it's Harvard, if I'm not mistaken. They're calling for professors. Oh, you know what? This is a professor in Canada that was testifying some bill going on in Canada that takes this to another level. Oh, yeah, in Canada you can be
2: prosecuted for using the wrong pronouns.
3: Exactly. So they want professors in college to literally check the gender identity daily. Gender fluidity. You may identify different today than you did yesterday. So this professor said he's... he's, He's uh, uh, protesting it, right? do not want to do it. Like, what's next? Every 10 minutes? Check in. What's your identity now? This is insane. (laughs) This is true. He just delivered a fantastic speech. It's a little too long. I might find an excerpt or two to play out of it. But he says, what's next? (laughs) And I want to say he cited... Some push by the LGBTQ plus blah 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 in Harvard, where they're literally wanting to check it on a daily basis. They're pushing for that at Harvard. Evidently, maybe they're trying to codify that into law in Canada as a requirement. (laughs) Oh, I mean, you have to laugh. What? It's because it's nutty. It's just crazy. I don't get it. I really don't. Anyhow. The Dow down 95 points now uh, on this day where we learned that inflation through the month of June up 9.1%. That, according to this archaic CPI measurement, because most folks are saying, no, it's up a lot more than that, and I agree with them. We'll step aside and come back with a final segment here on Middays, and then we got the Palmer Home Radiothon tomorrow. Guys,
22: have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. That Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders
7: now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are
3: in production, and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at CompleteFlags.com, calling our store at 601 362 9333, or finding us on the web at CompleteFlags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at
23: 5295 I-55 North Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call
7: at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. Brisco Deli, serving giant sandwiches, award-winning rib plates, and original recipe catfish with a family-friendly atmosphere. Open 1030 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. Brisco Deli, we have something for everyone. Located just off Pearson Road on Phillips Lane in Pearl. Come see us.
1: Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where garden mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland.
12: Before the action begins, make sure your bets are in. Every hit. This ball is crushed. Every point. Who are they giving to? Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino revolutionizes the fan experience. On your phone, casino kiosk at the Timeout Lounge. Don't just be a fan, be a player, be a winner. Get the Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. We're not just fans, we're here to play.
22: If you're looking for strong, reliable construction equipment for sailor rent in Mississippi, then contact Taylor Construction Equipment. As your number one source for Bell articulated dump trucks and track carriers, as well as Hyundai hydraulic excavators, mini excavators, and wheel loaders, you can depend on Taylor to provide you with the best construction equipment backed by the best 24-7 sudden service experience. Call us at 833-773-3421 or taylorconstructionequipment.com
3: Everyone to midday Super Talk, Mississippi. Larry and Mize wanted to know if we talked about the recent ruling by the Wisconsin Supreme Court where they have banned the use of drop boxes uh, in future elections. Drop boxes were used in 2020. And they have now ruled that, um, let's see, that they won't be doing that anymore. They're not legal. So the president, former President Trump, is calling for a decertification of the 2020 election since they have made this decision. uh, They made the decision that drop boxes for absentee ballots aren't legal. That was this decision by the uh, Wisconsin Supreme Court.
2: Yeah, the Supreme Court said nothing about decertifying any elections.
3: I, and I don't think they are and will. And if they did, it wouldn't change the outcomes. Ten electoral votes. You've got to have more than that to change the outcome. You would need to flip Arizona and Georgia and Pennsylvania. As, but speaking truth well. to the facts
2: is still not good enough for some.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's just truth. And Larry says the election was stolen. That's what I want you to say. Not maybe stolen not going to do that larry i'm sorry because there's not enough evidence uh if you if there was
2: it'd be in court right probably already be decided by court by now but instead every single thing that was brought to court was thrown out and now two years later you have what north carolina and wisconsin are going back saying yeah people made changes too quickly it wasn't constitutional
3: don't do it going forward that doesn't change
2: anything about 2020
3: and honestly, we could sit here and say the election was stolen all day long. It's not going to change the outcome. No, not I, not going to change it. Do I believe there were anomalies, irregularities? Absolutely, I do. I do. I do believe that in every election. By the way, do I think there was it was pronounced in this one? I do. I absolutely do. I think it was more opportunity. Do I believe it would have changed the outcome? Not enough information. Need more info. Do I? And two
2: thousand mules is not damning evidence. Agree. If it was, we'd be talking about it. I I agree. It's uh, a documentary designed to get you in your feelings and to get you to pay attention to something they want you to pay attention to,
3: to get them clicks. The other thing I would say that bothers me more is that we continue to lose the popular vote, that we're relying on the electoral vote, Republicans are, to win the presidency. We lost the popular vote in sixteen. Nobody said anything about election fraud then because they got the outcome they wanted. But the fact is, we lost the popular vote. And we lost the popular vote. So my concern is that when you look at the numbers of Americans, forget the electoral vote and the electoral college, the number of voters, I should say, that were not winning there. That's what bothers me. That the, Why not? Why aren't they on board with Our worldview, our policies, those of our candidate, from a popular vote perspective, just sheer numbers. Not talking about electoral votes. Thank God for that, because we never win an election, honestly. Haven't. they haven't won that in forever. So that's where I think we ought to focus, is what can we do? And I think, honestly, we got such a bad guy in office now, he's doing it for us. He's making the case for us. I have, by the way, interestingly enough, I saw an ad early this morning on the business news, a Democrat ad, just a general Democrat ad from uh, the DNC, I guess, probably the sponsor. I didn't see the the uh, credits at the end, you know, where it says who paid for this and who's supporting this. But basically, the message was focused on what you think. Um Abortion? They're taking your rights away, and it's the end of democracy. And and, and by the way, it's not Republicans now, and you're going to look for the You should look for this, I think, in future elections. It's the MAGA people. That's how, <laughs> that's how the, they label it, the MAGA people. Not, it's not going to be the, the Republicans. Ultra. It's no longer ultra MAGA? No, not in this ad. I was a little surprised. It's just the MAGA people. Oh, man. Moe says, historically, when the left loses the electoral vote, they claim the election was stolen. Well, I, my personal opinion is, Mose, there will never be another presidential election, regardless of the outcome, where the loser doesn't maintain the election was stolen. Right? I'm not sure we'll ever have another president that doesn't get impeached. And remember, there is a distinction between impeachment and conviction. Thus, removal from office. Impeachment, simple vote in the House. You're impeached. Because remember Nancy Pelosi doing victory laps. We got him twice, right? Impeached. But of course it goes nowhere in the Senate and wastes a bunch of time and money. Stupid. I, I think, more than likely, I do believe Republicans take the House. They're going to impeach Joe Biden. Get it on the record. You flip it in 24... You end up in the midterms, probably flipping the House back to Democrats. They impeach the president. <laughs> they were just a, it's a perpetual impeachment play. We are out of time here today. We thank you so much for engaging with us. We're going to be at the, at the Palmer Home tomorrow for children, the Palmer Home for Children for the Palmer Home Radiothon. Tune in, go out to the website and bid, Home. See you tomorrow. Stay safe. God bless.